Finding the Line. My name is Ben. And I'm Nathan. And we are here this week. Actually, let's just stop for a sec. Mm -hmm. This week requires a disclaimer. If you have kids in the car, we should be listening in the car for some reason. <laughs> I don't know when you're listening. Um, this is not a friendly episode for anyone under the age of, what, 18 perhaps? I would say um, so. We'll, we'll put the explicit sign on there and all that sort of stuff. Actually, my daughter is quite upset that we're doing this episode because she's an avid listener. Um, <laughs> she told me off that we're doing this episode. She's like, can you do a kid-friendly version? I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> don't think it's possible with this topic. So if you've tuned in and you didn't pick it up from the title of the episode, we are talking about swearing and cursing and profanities today. And we will be using them throughout the episode in order to talk about the topic. So yep. if you're uncomfortable with that, if that's going to trigger you, um, if you're going to be offended by that, then please listen. But if it's your children, please don't. Mm. <laughs> <Does that sound? laughs> nice. Let's see what you did there. cool with people being triggered. Um, yeah, so let's do some fun questions. Yeah, cool. Uh, I have a fun question for you. Yep. Do you have a favourite curse word? Yes. What is it? Shit. Shit. <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue. Just <laughs> And I think you can use it in so many different contexts. Yes. Um, you can use it in terms of like, oh, I've had a really shit day. Um, just did a math of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a good, well-rounded yep. yep. word. It just, yep. And it just rolls off the tongue for me. There's just a spiciness to it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, my brain just gone. There, there, is, there is spicy shit rolling off your tongue. It's yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of curry. It's fantastic. A lot of curry that came up it's the other way. Too, it's just too much. Um, I, I must admit, I'm, I'm, I'm a person, uh, per, person? Uh, ah, tendencies for the word fuck. <laughs> yep. Uh, have you seen that video? Um, you have to check it out on YouTube if you haven't seen it, of the Indian man um, and the word fuck. I have, yes. The word fuck can be used in many different ways. It's fantastic. <laughs> and I loved it. It's just, it is so, so like, it can be a noun. We like to fuck. And that's a verb. A verb, we like to fuck. It goes to be a noun. He is a fuck. <laughs> I've seen that. Uh, have you, did you ever watch the history of the F word? No, I haven't seen that. It was a classic video that was on funnyjunk.com when funnyjunk.com was a thing. It's on YouTube now, but yeah, it's yeah. worth a watch. Cool. Uh, go use YouTube these things. I actually, I might, if I edit it, I might drop it in a little bit of it. But yeah. Let's see how we go. All right. Have you ever run into, like, favourite replacement words? Mmm. Um, so, like, for me... Uh, the things that jump to mind for me is like there are TV shows and sci-fi is probably most specifically that use like whole catchphrases of replacement words for swear words, right? Okay. So uh, Fire, Firefly, actually uh, they went through and they talked to a bunch of Mandarin speakers because that's largely the language they use in the show for all their um, background stuff. Um, and they said, well, we want these curse words that we use in English. Hmm. Um, what's them in Mandarin? Like, they don't exist. Like, can you make up something? So, this made up all of these swear words in Mandarin. <laughs> no <laughs> to way. Use in the show Interesting. As an equivalent. Yeah. Um, uh, like, what's the other one? Uh, Battlestar Galactica, probably one of the most famous ones, with Frack um, is your replacement for. Um, oh, interesting. Uh, but my absolute favourite of all time, and because it's such an amazing show and my favourite show is Farscape, um, they use the word frell. Um, so this is such a frowning bad idea. Oh. Ah, interesting, yeah. <laughs> um, and they have like Yasmod is crap and they have all these sort of replacement words. So like Fuscape's um, whole, I, I used that probably in my whole teenage years growing up because yeah. you can get away with it. Um, and so what word, alternative word do you use regularly now if you do use an alternative nah, word? No, I don't. Oh, do you mean like if I stub my toe and the kids are around sort of thing? Yeah. Um, I probably, I, like, I might go crap. Yeah, Because, okay. um, I mean, over here, 
I guess in Australia that's not really a bad word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, damn, or just... Yeah. <laughs> for me, like for me it's um, more of a, just a loud grunt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if I, like, hurt myself yeah, or yeah, yeah. I'm just in a really, really shit mood. Yeah. But before we get into the actual conversation, instead of question time this week, because um, we have no questions, people don't ask us questions, which is fine. We're going to do fun facts. Yay. So here's the time for fun facts. <laughs> I have some fun facts about swearing. I actually did research this week. I like I have a bunch of notes, which is very unlike me when we come to one of these. You're topics. so excited for I'm this so episode. Excited. Stop it. Um, so I'm just going to lift off some fun facts. Please do. Feel free to respond as you see fit. Okay. Right. Okay. Shoot, shoot away. Well, the word "bad," mm-hmm. right, was originally a curse word. Interesting. Yes, uh, was used in old uh, old English as a derogative term for feminine men. Um, so men who were like quite emotive and flowery and all that sort of stuff, um, they were referred to as bad, and it was a curse word. Okay. So when we yep. talk about bad language, you're cursing. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> um, this is an American stat, but I'm assuming it's probably fairly regular. Uh, swear words take up about 0.7% of the average English speaker's vocabulary. Yeah. Um, and personal pronouns take up at about 1%. Wow, okay. So, yeah, they come in at almost a similar sort of um, ranking. The tone that is used to bleep out swear words is a one kilohertz sine wave. It sounds like this, mother <laughs> Nice. So, the last one. You know when, like, people write swear words and they, like, they write the first letter and then they put a bunch of, like... Uh, squiggly lines or they'll, yeah, like, or of, they'll uh, like call it symbols, symbols yep. that has a name. Um, they are called Brawlixes. Wow, no way. It's, it's, it's a title. It's, yeah, what it, a fun fact. There you go. Yeah. Alright, well that's all I have for fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have anything to add. No, no, that's, right, that's there perfect. There you go. Alright, cool. Let's, uh, let's get into this. What is swearing? I think that's actually a really good good opening question. But I want you, actually, you say you want me to speak first, but I'm asking you the question. What's your perspective? What is swearing? Well, I have notes. (laughs) Please, please, please enlighten us. So, swear words are, from what I can understand, things that basically act as social placeholders for taboo subjects. Yep. Um, and there's actually been a bunch of really interesting research done, um, and they found that over the all of the cultures on the planet Earth, there's actually four main taboos mm. that are common across the globe, and, that, and different cultures weigh them all differently, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, and but there's four main ones, and there's a couple of outliers. Um, like there's one country oh, I can't remember. I was meant to uh, write down. Um, but, like, the taboo in that country is they don't talk about illness. Um, and so a lot of their uh, swear words are actually around cancer and stuff like that. Um, because there's things that they don't talk about. Yeah. And yeah. that's, like, the big thing. Like, uh, So 
let me go back. The big four yep. are sex, bodily functions, religion, and slurs. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Could you give an example for, for each? Yes, I can. Well, it's actually even easier because yeah. a guy named Benjamin K. Bergen wrote a book called What the F? Yep. And he calls it the, ready for this, the holy fucking shit nigger principle. <laughs> wow. Um, just because, so one of those words hit each one of those um, quadrants. So holy is your religious slurs or your religious uh, yeah. things. Fucking obviously referring to sex. Uh, shit, bodily functions, yeah. and nigger is your racial slurs. Yeah. Um, and his idea, his concept is that they all sort of fit within those two four areas. Yeah. Um, and those are four areas that across the planet, seemingly, uh, are things that we as a culture tend to not talk about or we try to avoid talking about. Yes. Um, and so as a way of almost coping with that in our societies, we yeah. have these words that we use as placeholders um, to refer to them in a shocking way. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of what swear words are. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> oh my word. Okay, so I'm going to take a more, a different approach to, to swearing. All right, I'm going to take a kind of a theological approach to how I define swearing. Because I've actually had Christians ask me before, they said, you know, is swearing wrong or is it sinful and things like that. And my response has always been, well, it depends on what you mean by the, by the phrase swearing or by the right, word okay, swearing. Yeah, yeah. Um, to start with, I will throw them verses, some of which are out of context, um, but I will throw some verses to them just to kind of get them thinking and then come at it with a different answer, which is what I'll do right now. Good. Yeah. Uh, no, well, not... uh, should we role play? Yeah. <laughs> <Nathan>. <laughs> I'm a Christian, should I swear? Depends on what you mean by the word swearing, Ben, young little Ben. Tell me, Nathan, tell me. Well... Yeah, there are those verses which says something like in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, which says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come from your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, and that they may benefit those who listen. There's also First Peter, which says, Whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. And then I would also mention James. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouths come praise and cursing, my brothers and sisters, that should not be. Then, well, there's some more. Uh, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Um, Galatians, no, that's another example I'm going to use. And they'll go, oh, so you're saying that I shouldn't swear. And I'm like, well, if you actually unpack those verses, that isn't referring to particular isolated words. It's actually, if you look at them in context and then take them as a whole, I would say from a theological angle, swearing is using any word, whether it's provocative within a culture or subculture or not, using any words in such a way that dehumanise other people or um, completely um, belittle the divine or, or the good creation. What I mean by that is that I can tell a joke and, you know, and I can say the word shit in the joke, but I don't think that's swearing from that angle. But if I look at somebody, I don't even have to say the word shit. I can look at someone and I go, you're a worm, you're a, you're a filthy worm. I would actually say that's what those verses refer to. That yeah, there is so. a sense in which swearing um, from a theological angle is actually about how we use our words, or whether we use our words in order to to help people 
or we use our words to dehumanise people. Mm. So that's kind of my completely different take on um, particular words. What, what's what's interesting? So, sorry, can I just... Yeah, go, please do. Please so if do. I want to like insert my paradigm, which we had before, mm. um, it seems to be like they're t- really focusing on like the whole the racial, like the slur mm. um, aspect of swearing. Yeah, uh, as far totally. As the, the, yes. the analysis of that. Yes. Because the thing, big thing... The really interesting thing with the whole slur thing, um, especially historically, mm. um, as we've seen the last probably 100 years or so, because yes. that's something that's actually gone through a massive change within our culture. Yes. Um, so 100 years ago or so, um, slurs were used as a way of differentiating between social classes, yeah. as a way of dehumanising people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, using that term nigger, especially when you're talking about like American culture, mm. um, that was a way of referring to a slave culture, but you didn't want to, even to call them black people yeah. would refer to them as people. Yes. Um, so that's giving them too much value. So yeah, you would use the word nigger in order to devalue them as much as possible. Yeah. So it becomes yeah. that. Um, and it's actually a tribal mentality yeah. um, system about going us and them. Yes. Um, and the whole Bible response to that then is, no, we don't do language that does us and them. Yes. Um, that's what you don't do. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So I, I think that's actually an appropriate and I think a really, really healthy response to the idea of slur language yeah um, yeah because that's, that's the thing like like i can't even say the n-word like that's one of those that's probably another word that i can't even say and it's um it's one of those things is it's just such it's so dehumanizing mm-hmm. and um and i think it's interesting in that sense that it's how it's it's these particular words which have a still have a very deep resonance and a deep association that i i would consider like yeah as you said the slurring or even now, it doesn't even matter. Like, there is words in particular because of how they're culturally, what's wrapped up in them culturally. But then even, as I said before, whole phrases that you can just take a, take a mixture of words, you know, to look at somebody, you know, damn you or something. Hmm. Like, that's, that's, that's belittling someone's worth. And so when people have asked me, you know, do, is swearing a sin or is swearing wrong, I often say... Well, those particular verses that people often use out of context to say, mm. oh, therefore you shouldn't say shit ever. Yeah. I want to go... Which isn't a word that even existed. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I want to go, well, actually, it's about how we use our words, whether we use our words in such a way that, that bring, bring life or, or dehumanise people. And so I think in that sense, to, to talk specifically about what we have as culturally deemed swear words... You can use them lightheartedly in jokes. Mm. In fact, you can even use them pastorally because if I have a friend and they're going through the worst time in their life, sometimes the most humanising thing you can do in that moment is to look at them and go, wow, that's really shit. This must be a really shit situation. Yeah, for sure. I don't think God's looking down and going, you just swore. Like, No, I think there's... It's, it's, I'm using... Culture, you know, first of all, I'm using culturally deemed mm. words, but I'm using them in such a way. So, culturally deemed swear words, but I'm using them in such a way that's actually um, life giving. Yeah, actually it's actually um, it's actually called idiomatic swearing. Yeah, yeah, right? please, so. yeah, yeah, please enlighten me. This <laughs> um, is great. So yeah. that's actually really. I mean, it's actually really interesting. Um, so, I had a really, really good friend of mine, um, and they had a class. They've been doing this counselling class, and they had uh, they had a talk about swearing. Um, and one of the things that came out of that was just talking about that contextualize. Yeah. So like, there's a group because we'll, we'll talk about. I think we'll go back to talking about it within a cultural sense and yeah. the different cultures in a minute. Yeah. Um, but even within those cultural things, just in our day to day lives, 
Uh, we, we use different language for different people that we interact yep. with. So there'll be words that you don't, you know, you probably may not swear at work, depending on your job. Um, or perhaps you won't swear when you go out to lunch with your grandma. Again, depending on your grandma. Um, <laughs> totally. Yeah, um, you bring that contextual element. That's right, yeah, yeah. But when it's with your closest friends and when it's with those people that you really, really trust yes. and they feel like you can be completely relaxed with, then that sort of language can be... It, it actually is quite a unifying thing yeah. because it's like, oh, we know culture says that and we know that that's how the world works, but in this group here, we get to set our own rules and yes. we're okay with this. Yes. So idiomatic is this idea that it's about demonstrating the safety of acceptance within the group. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's something I relate to as well. Like, um, like I'm not a sort of sort of person. That, like, I don't like taboos and stuff. Kind of odd for me because I don't really do shame. This is not like a mentality I've ever really struggled with. Um, but I have learned that I have to control how I talk to people or how I respond in certain situations because basically it freaks people out. Yes. Or it's also not safe to yep. be completely vulnerable in every situation. Yeah. Um, so there are actually very few people in my life who I can be completely open and vulnerable with. And it's with those sorts of people that I feel like I can um, use whatever language that I want to use because I know that it's taken um, as just part of uh, our language as a group, yep. um, something that emphasises the situation um, and a sense of freedom and a sense of trust in that situation, especially when it's in opposition to a culture that is very anti that. Yeah. Um, which I, So I find that very much with Christian friends as well because like if we're at church, mm. um, it's like very much, oh, we don't swear. Like swearing is just horrible and you don't. But when we all go out camping, it's like, oh, fucking shit, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, isn't that uh, interesting? It's very much like that. We're not doing that right now. Yeah. And now we're actually having community. Yeah. And I find that to be really interesting. Yeah, it is. And I think that goes, it is that contextual element because, yeah, like, for instance, so you're right. Like, if I'm doing kids' church or youth group or something, <laughs> exactly. you know, I'm, I'm not going to be swearing around them. Mm. Um with that said, I might I might have you know a seventeen year old who's probably heard every single word under the sun, but yeah. I want to be a role model to some sense. But yeah. they might be going through a hard time, and I might do what I said before, which pull them aside. Like, oh, it sounds really shit. Yeah. To actually communicate heartfeltly to their situation. Now, yeah, and it also brings you into their world. Yes, exactly. Um, is, yeah, and and for me, that oh, bring into the world. That's that's interesting. Like it's it kind of reminds me of like um that verse in. In uh, not that verse, the Apostle Paul, he, in his letter to to the Corinthians, where he talks about almost um, what's the right word? A simulator isn't the right word, but like the verses, like to the Jew, I became like a Jew without becoming a Jew. To those under yeah, the law, I became yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And I take that paradigm of go, you know, to those who are part of X Y Z crowd, I will become like them without becoming them, so to speak. Mm. And so that you know, there are certain crowds where I have sworn more not just not to be provocative or 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 anything in that sense but just to recognize actually this is common language this Mm, is this is the words that they use you know this is very big in the cosplay world for example like they truck as mouse like you wouldn't believe (laughs) and i was okay with that and to some extent i would even join them in that the only difference i did have would be that same consistent underlining ethic that i mentioned before and that is whereas i know particular groups who will um use words in can often like speak of you know someone they're really radically against and use it in really words in provocative ways that dehumanize them mm. i can still carry that same consistent ethic no matter no matter which culture or subculture i contextualize in yeah because 
I don't have to join in the dehumanizing speech, whether they use culturally right. deemed swear words or not. Yes. Um, but I can, if they're joking about something, I can share in those same jokes as well. Because yes. that's right. I don't think that's dehumanizing. I don't think that's bad at yep. all. Um, yeah. So, okay. And for all those people who ask for more Bible verses in our podcast, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out in the episode <laughs> of swearing. Is that hilarious? It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, what I find interesting is that even in Scripture, there are instances of, in that time and that culture, provocative word use. So there's a verse in Philippians, I'm not sure if you've heard of this before, there's that verse where the Apostle Paul says, I consider all things garbage that I might attain mm-hmm. to. Yeah. The, the word garbage in the Greek there is shkubala. Mm-hmm. It's often translated garbage or dung, or there's various English translations. Yeah. Um, the word shkubala within that culture yeah. would have been a very extremely provocative kind of like taboo word yeah. within that particular culture, in that particular church in Philippi. In yeah, yeah, Philippians. Right, wow. So it's interesting to note that even the Apostle Paul um, very deliberately and intentionally uses provocative words to make a deeper mm. underlying point with how he speaks to people, yeah, yeah, for sure. which I think is fascinating. Um, it reminds me of a particular preacher by the name of Tony Campolo, where he gave a sermon once. Yeah. I love this. I just, mm-hmm. I, he, he uses it quite often. I saw it live once. I was there when he was speaking in Perth. And he said, 30,000 children died in Africa yesterday. None of you give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he said, what's more shocking is that perhaps some of you are more shocked by the fact I just said the word shit behind yes, the pulpit. That's right, yeah. And the fact that 30,000 kids died. Now, he wasn't trying to be like guilt trippy no, in no. that sense. He was, but he was being provocative. He was being like, where are our priorities? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think. You know, you see the Apostle Paul use it, and uh, you know, he even even the Apostle Paul talks about um, he wishes that the people who want to continue circumcision just go ahead and emasculate them, uh, themselves the whole way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have Jesus who use who says, you know, you brew the vipers. Now, I don't think they use it in dehumanizing ways. I think they use it in shocking ways mm-hmm. to, in some cases, actually point out wrong injustices within their societies. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's used in dehumanizing ways, even though it's directed towards people. I yeah. think there's a slight difference between the two. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that they do employ this language within Scripture, yeah. which I don't, I don't think that should be ignored, especially within the conversation of perhaps some of our Christian listeners going, well, okay, well, what, where does swearing have a place yeah. within, within well, faith? I was actually thinking, like, from doing much of reading and stuff like that um, about this, one of the things that really sort of started to... Sh- I guess like, this is kind of like a thesis concept idea. Yeah, go ahead. Because I'm still processing a little bit. But it almost sounds like, I think slurs are quite a different thing. But the other ones, when we've got these taboo subjects, mm. um, that we, almost, we don't want to talk about, but I think we also, society, on a societal level, know we need to talk about. Yes. And I, I wonder if on some level that's how swear words actually operate, as a way of dragging those things into the light. Um, Interesting. Or a yeah. way of dragging those things into normal culture. Yes. Um, and I think, because we know that's where words change over time as well. Mm. Um, and so, like, I think, let's go, like, I was thinking, like, the word fucking. Mm. Um, that would, I think that's actually become more and more acceptable 
it's normalised. Yeah, yeah, over, over the last decade. But I think it's normalised not because of the usage of the word. I think it's normalised because of the more pro-open nature we have towards sex. Yes. Um, sure. So the overall topic of sex has become less and less taboo in our culture, yeah, yeah. and so the use of the word is less and less offensive. Yeah, in that interesting. Sense, you know what I mean? So, but I, I would like to. I'm wondering if there's a dynamic between the usage of the word and the normalising of the taboo. Fascinating, because because as you said, like swearing, kind of has its 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 ground within tabooness. That's right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, so I wonder if there's a direction in that sort of sense, and and that even makes sense if you talk about it from what they were doing back then, and like mm. if they're using this language mm. to use illustration or to talk about things mm. that need to be brought into culture. Yeah, um, that's a really effective way of doing that. Yeah, that's absolutely. Direct attention to the absolutely. Taboo. So yeah, and that's it. And going to that definition of swearing about being associated with taboos. Like that word was a taboo, and so yeah. how how it was used, as you said, to to bring about deep, provocative points. Well, I think it's interesting though as well. And I think it's worth saying just to kind of balance it out in a way, and that is that um, yeah, the apostle Paul didn't use it all the time, um, and I think that's an important point as well. He was very intentional and deliberate with how he how he swore. It's like with me when yeah, I'm speaking yeah, to particular people, because well, like. It's like judging a person on their public speaking, like yeah. saying, you know, this person, Tony Kopahali doesn't always swear because he only does it once in a sermon. It's like, you don't actually know how he talks. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like <laughs> I mean it more like in, in more public discourse when we are trying to make sure. a provocative oh, yeah, point. Contextually in that sort of way. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, let's put it this way. What the point I'm trying to make is, is that I don't want to just shock jock people. No. Yeah. And so that's what I mean, like, and so even when I've sworn in more public contexts, um, I've still, first of all, I'm still mindful of the crowd, and, um, and this is the kind of the interesting interplay, because on one hand I said before that you want to be mindful of the culture or subculture you're in, how they use particular words, perhaps even not use particular words, like, you know, like kids' church or something along those lines, hmm. but then also recognising there might be situations even within those crowds that use provocative words like Paul did, mm. but he did it very intentionally and yeah, very mindfully. Yeah. And so when I want to make a particular point that involves a swear word within it, I, I actually do think consciously about it. I'm very mindful about Oh, yeah, for about. sure. Well, I have done that as well. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm very careful not just to like, shock shock people, like, oh, oh yeah, bomb no, or... You no, know. because that, that's... That's self-serving. That's just yeah, that, totally. That's, that's a great. That's that's, that's just, the no, word. It's yeah. self-serving. It's, it's actually just, not other giving, is it? It's performance. It's, yeah, it's, it's performance. Yeah. Um, which is fine if you. I mean, that's why uh, comedians use um, it so much because it's performance and it's attention grabbing a lot of the time. Yes. Um, but even then, you can see times when they overdo it to the point where it's like it actually becomes pointless. It's like it's, yeah. not, it's not even grabbing my attention anymore. It's obviously just because it's because it's, it's so normalised. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, a yeah, fish never fine. fish never swims around in water and contemplates water because right. it's so yeah, common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It, that's actually a really great saying. Like, yeah, never ask a fish about water because it doesn't know the difference. Exactly. Um, so here's a fun little question then. Yeah. So if we work on that idea that taboos are a way, oh, swearing is a way to talk about taboos or a way to bring those sorts of things into light. Mm. Um, what does that say about, like, how do you, as, say, Christians, mm. deal with that when we have a very, very strict policy, as a regular rule, against doing that? Sure. Because um, uh, is it that, or has it built out of the idea that we don't want to talk about taboos? 
um, and does that put us in an unhealthy place? Or? Yeah, so you're not so much focusing on the swearing per se, but the actual underlining... Like, swearing is the, the seed, you're talking about the roots right now. Exactly. Not yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, the taboos. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, how is it that... Does the limitation that Christianity has placed on swearing... Um, Limited their ability to deal with taboos within the culture. Fascinating. I never thought about that. Like, that's a really good question, Ben. Because even on... Uh, at the very least, you have to say that there's an increased fear about those subjects. Yeah. To not even use the placeholder terms for them. Um, and sure, I think you could possibly argue, and there probably is a solid argument for saying that you can talk about those topics without those things. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of the time uh, they are and can be. But I think at the same time, I think there's a given pull there as well. Uh, I think sure. it says something that even though you're willing to talk about it, perhaps you're not willing to normalise it, mm. but also swear words aren't the only health, healthy way to talk about subjects or to bring them into the light either. Mm. Um, it's a bit of a mixed bag. It is a bit of a mixed bag, but I think it's just like interesting. But it's a good thought experiment. Like yeah. I know, I've known when I used to preach at youth groups and I used to always used to get designated to talk about masturbation and sex drive and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. And, um, you know, I try to talk about it in a way that avoided the extreme of purity culture, but then also the other extreme of, like, complete licentiousness. So I try to find a middle way. Yeah. And, look, I, I, I spoke about these things I never use, like, swearing in that context. So that's probably, probably worth yeah, saying. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think it does kind of, like, again, it's that context and that person, interpersonal location of it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. But, but it is interesting. But it is an interesting thought process. Like, even if we don't unpack it right, like, we can't even come to conclusion <laughs> right now. Even just as, like, something yeah. to kind of reflect on, because that's fascinating. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, can I go for a completely different tact? Or if you kind of go more on the um, theology aspect? Oh, I've got a few more on, yeah, on go the on, theology. Go we might as well just get theology out of the way. Yeah, okay, another important one. And that is... And this is deeply personal, not personal in terms of my personal life, but personal in terms of like high degree of subjectivity here. And that is to say that the idea of not being mastered by anything. Yeah. So, you know, is alcohol inherently wrong? No. Hmm. But some people, for them, they can't drink alcohol because yeah, it yeah. controls them. So you have yeah. your alcoholic anonymous, anonymous and, and people like that, which is fine. Um, I would apply the same thing to the logic of swearing. There, there was a season in my life where I think I was swearing too much and I had to catch myself because I nearly used it in the youth group setting, for example. Yeah, where I don't right, think it was, I was just like, oh, wow, thing. like I've used it in such a way that I'm not controlling my words, my words are controlling me. Mm-hmm. And I actually do think that's really worthwhile pointing out. Yep. Um, especially yeah, if you... Like, uh, yeah. Self-control is important in any situation. Absolutely, so, yeah. absolutely. Self-control is... Because so the problem with that isn't... But again, like, yeah, the problem with that isn't the swearing, mm. is that the swearing um, moved across your cultural boundaries. Um, yes, so yeah, totally. Like, to the point I was making before, like, 1 Corinthians 9, to the Jew I became like Jew. Yeah. Yeah, to right. the youth group attending or to the kids' church or to, yeah. the, to the whatever, I cross-culturalised it yeah, yeah, yeah. rather and, than and, and especially be mindful like for, of the culture. I, mean, I don't know how old you were at the time um, or anything like that, but I definitely know as younger people that's actually... Um, and especially in leadership positions and stuff like that, that is a struggle. Mm. Because, like, struggling to form your identity in one space at all, and what is that, let alone to understand that you need to then put that on different faces depending on where you're at. So it's very hard for you to go, look, oh, I feel really comfortable swearing, it feels feels really liberating in my current cultural situation, Mm. and then to rock up to a situation where you can't do that Mm. uh, can be, like, a hard thing to match together. Yeah, (laughs) totally. In in some ways, it would be a hard thing to match together, and... um but at the same time, to, to not make it about, 
to not make it about me in that context though would be going oh this is hard but hmm. I'm here to serve people yeah, yeah. and it's just it just isn't the, the, the culturally appropriate place to, to say yeah, such sure, things sure. Yeah. you know so I think like that's probably an important thing to point out and there's this lovely quote and I I can't I don't know who created this to I just know I didn't come up with it <laughs> and they were talking about this in the context of many things, but it was kind of a, a way to to wrestle with things ethically when we're not not sure um, how to. I'll just read the quote. <laughs> does this action help me love myself and others more more fully and freely? And does it allow me to love God more deeply and with more of myself? And I think that it just becomes like an ethical lens to go to apply it to swearing, like for myself personally and for any other listener here personally, to go, okay, swearing in my life, does this action, you know, does this action help me love myself and others more fully and freely and does it allow me to love God more deeply and with more of myself? You know, there might be times I'm going through a struggle and I just need to just grieve, I need to lament, I need to just use all the language vocabulary I can to express my pain. That's loving myself um, as God loves me. And like I said, pastoral situations or moments where it's mindful provocativeness to make a deeper point. Mm. You know, those are, it all comes down to, is my, my act in swearing coming out of a place of love? Or is yeah. it coming out of a place of just shock jocking? Or is it coming out yeah. of, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, that, so, I mean that's kind of like, well, I would have yeah. to say. Cool. Well, that's actually a good segue in a sense. Because, yeah, okay. Um, just perhaps we'll close off with this. Just a really interesting another aspect. Yeah, um, please of do. All this because I think talking about where these where this comes from. Yeah. Um, so I was uh, reading about or doing some research on uh, how it actually interacts with our brains um, on a physical level. Interesting. Um, so here's an interesting fact: uh, when we use swear words, for the most part. We actually use a different part of our brain than mm. we do than our usual language centers. Interesting. Um, so, uh, the current running theory at the moment is that swear words, uh, when we use swear words, we actually activate that from our limbistic. Limbistic. Sound like limbistic, the band. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the word? Limbic. Limbic system, thank you. That's okay. Thank you very much. Um, and for those who don't know, the limbic system is like the, probably the most core part of the brain. It's mm. uh, most attached to our spinal column um, and primarily deals with our survival. As yes, it's creatures. a very raw part. Yeah, very, uh, deals with the most, uh, the strongest emotions. Mm. Um, so things like fear and anger yeah. and those sorts of things that in a dangerous situation... You're like fight, you have a flight, you freeze, right. yes, yes. Um, and so some of the research that's sort of demonstrated that um, we use different language centers to this is like people who have aphasia, which is like brain damage, um, even though they may not be able to full, uh, form full sentences or form words at all, they will be able to f- swear fluently. Mm. Um, so they're like, that's interesting that the language center of the brain may be damaged, but the limbistic, the limb- <laughs> I cannot say that's that. okay. limbic. Limbic, the limbic system um, is operating fine and they can swear. Um, we also see that uh, with like Tourette's as well. Uh, people, even though they can talk quite normally and all that sort of stuff, language centers. Yeah. Because um, it, it affects the limbic, limbic system. Limbic system. Oh, yes. Goodness. That's Every okay. That's all right. Single time. No, it's funny. Um, yeah. So a lot of their uh, uh, Tourette's will kind of revolve around swear words and stuff like that. Yes. Yes. Um, and so what they've sort of figured from that is because these are words, and, and obviously they're culturally learnt in a sense, but mm. uh, because we've culturally learnt that these are words that are shocking, grab attention, and are not used very often, 
Um, our brain associates those as brilliant sounds to make, like almost like an animal would make noise when it's in danger. So, like us as really, you know, like that's when fascinating. Dog, you know, like when a dog whines when it's been yeah. or something like that. This is our human monkey brain going. Mm. So, like when you hurt yourself, you know that first reaction is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. It's that's that what primal that part it's, of the brain. It's almost involuntary. Yes, and, and our brains are all quick enough. A lot of the times, we might try and catch ourselves, um, but that's our brain going. You're in danger. You need a way of commuting that because we're communal creatures. So we yep. need a way of communicating that to the rest of the group. Um, use a word that grabs attention. <laughs> yeah, fascinating. <laughs> or use a sound, make a sound that grabs attention. Yes. Um, and so that's why those words um, play such a big part in that. Um, what I find is then interesting out of that is uh, oh, sorry, and that also applies for rage and aggression. Mm. Um, so you'll find when people get really angry, that's when those words start coming out as well. Like, oh, you know, it's such a fucking annoying, mm. shitty yeah, <laughs> situation. Totally. Um, and sucks for all the people on helpline phone calls <laughs> across yeah. the planet who have to deal with angry customers. It's They don't, they don't hate you, maybe they do, but it's the, the limbic system yes, kicking in because yeah, they're the angry. limbic system kind of <laughs> It's up. largely involuntary. They're reacting, yeah. Um, but it's kind of interesting. I, I do find it... Uh, fascinating that it's tied to our fear centre of our brain, especially when we're talking about the whole concept of taboos. Because wow, oh Ben, uh, this is, this is <laughs> mind blowing. This legitimately is. This is great. So, uh, like you know, in our culture, like this is the stuff we don't talk about, and we're afraid of that. And the way to, on a higher processing level, deal with that is to deal with it with our fear responses, which are these words that we use yes. in order to grab attention to those things, yes. which we might ultimately want to be talking about. Um, so, I think it'd be interesting. Uh, and I have no idea if there's any correlation to this sure, or anything. This is just me talking crap. Um, but it'd be interesting to know if, like, the common words that people go to for their swearing, if that's got something to do with the stuff that they want to talk about. Um, so, like, you know, if I use fucking all the time, that means that I'm more um, leaning towards, like, you know, I want to have conversations like, about sex and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Or if, you know, your fascination with spicy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> want you to talk about what's going on in the Yeah, I want you. talk I about like, eating hot chili food, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> well, well, yeah, but, but, yeah, maybe it is linked to our more deeper fears or something like that. Oh, no, that's, I don't it's, know, it's really interesting to speak about. And you know what's fascinating? Because you mentioned towards the beginning of the episode the association with taboos and shame. like, hmm. And um, what I find interesting, and this goes back to kind of my pastoral approach to using swearing mindfully, hmm. right, or in friendship groups and things like that, that part of my timeness of it, the, the mindfulness of it, is that what I've often noticed as an end result of using it in a particular type, swearing in a particular type of way, it actually induces a more deeper level of conversations. Definitely. And people more vulnerable and open, which goes back to the whole unmasking taboos. Mm. And in the unmasking of taboos via swearing, then being able to um, then feel more relaxed. They're like, oh, Oh, you said shit as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, cool. You know, let's let's chit chat. Let's, yeah, yeah. you know, for well, you, this isn't a like a. Oh, I can just be honest about what I'm thinking. But I think it's almost like resonating that you're willing to talk on that primal level. In yeah. Sense. Like, yeah, yeah. I've, you know, I we're there too. Like, <laughs> yeah, and to go there and and to make the taboos non-taboo anymore. Yeah. To yeah. remove the stigma of shame and and for that to be associated with particular words. And I think, like I, like I said before, I don't think it has to be associated with particular words, but it, no. it often 100%. can be helpful depending yeah. on the person. Yeah. You know? And I think the fact that it's used so... Like, it's a system that is used so universally. Yeah. Like, it actually is used completely universally, mm. universally across cultures, um, across the planet, across continents, locations. 
every single culture yeah. has taboos and swear words that go along with it. It's it's ambiguous. It's uh, yeah, am, no, that's not a word. <laughs> it's not ambiguous. It's actually ubiquitous. quite ubiquitous. It's ubiquitous. Yes, uh, it's part of the human experience. Oh, I find that so fascinating because it's funny. Like coming into this, I thought, oh, you know, swear words are just words and things like that that we kind of do. Yeah. But there's actually a very concrete reality to them. There really is, yeah. The the association with what we deem as taboo. Which in some sense is socially constructed as well, but, exactly. but um, once we deem it taboo, then words emerging out of that exactly. place of taboo. Can, can I just say one fascinating fun fact? Yes, and then I've got a wrap up. I've got things to wrap up with. So yeah, go. Fun fact. So um, I've been told in Singapore. I might be wrong. So if you're mm. Singaporean and you're a church goer in Singapore, please let us know if we're right and wrong. It'd be amazing if we had a list from Singapore. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I've been told that in Singapore. There are certain churches there which they often say the word shit in their sermons. Yeah, right. And yeah. it's okay. Yeah. Like, no one batters an eyelid. Yeah, yeah. Now, I might be wrong, but I've been told that by trusted sources of people who've well, gone really, to churches in Singapore. Really and they go, on... blah, 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 shit, 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 blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, they're like, no one batters an eyelid, which yeah. I think is fascinating. Well, it's kind of, it's super interesting because it really is, like, we talk about those four aspects. Mm. But each culture is uh, focused on different aspects of those, or weigh them differently. Yeah. So if you go over to America, like, I've talked to Americans, and you're like, damn, man, that sucks, which mm. is... That's a nothing word. Like, mm. damn is the, damn is the safe word we use for swear words in Australia. Yeah, <laughs> but kids say damn. It's fine. Like that's a, that's the word you can use. Yeah, over there. Ah, uh, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Say the word damn. That is yeah. bad because um, a high level of so, uh, religion plays a really, really high level in their culture. Yes, yes. Um, but to talk about hell aspects of that mm. is very, very taboo. So that's why damn or the word hell actually are really, really bad profanities over there. Yes, they Whereas are. over here it's like, meh, whatever we oh, use. Oh, in Australian culture. Yeah, I found that fascinating in American we, we culture. Live, we live in a burning pit. We, we're fine. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've always found that fascinating in American culture when I have gone and visit. Yeah, the words like damn and hell, yeah. I'm like... Oh, but you'll find that they'll, yeah. in their movies and in their comedy and stuff like that, they'll use things like fuck and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Relentlessly, because it's yeah. not so offensive to them. That is fascinating. Um, so that is yeah, fascinating. Like, but if you're going to go, I think that's a reset. In Germany, um, bodily function stuff is like that's the mm. high. Um, so they'll use like um, they'll, you know shit, shitheads, um, yes. you crap, um, all that sort of stuff. Like they're like the they're like the really bad words to use in one. It, I think here in Australia, it's the racial slurs. I think yeah, for us with yeah. all of our original history and stuff yeah. like that, those because I don't think we both um, sort of would resonate with that. Yeah. Those are the words you don't use. Yeah. So yeah, so there is it, it is balanced out. So maybe it would make sense, perhaps, in the Singaporean culture that bodily function stuff just is not yeah. that taboo and, for them. And as well, just... like throw this in the mix as well. Also recognizing that these words are they're just sounds that we've now chosen to associate with exactly. a particular yeah. thing, and that particular thing is associated with the taboo. Hmm. So maybe there might be particular words which, you know, maybe shit just does not have the same level of meaning in in taboo in certain cultures. I don't know. But like that's an English word, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's an English word and okay, etymology. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that, etymology, yeah, exactly. So that comes so shit actually comes from so a large part of the English language is a, a, a mishmash of higher and lower yep. um, cultural systems. Um, yep. so for instance, uh, the lower end of the cultural system mm-hmm. um, dealt with farming animals, right? So that's why we call our animals dog, pig, cow. Yeah. But the higher end of the um, cultural system of the people who ate the yeah, meat. pork. So that's why we call it pork and veal. And yeah. That's why we have different names for these things. That's yes. why we don't say we eat pig. We say we eat because of this mismatch we have of higher and lower culture. Yes, fascinating. Um, so that's where, so shit was the lower end culture, mm. whereas defecate was the fancy word. 
Um, so that's where, in our English culture, they were like, why that became a swear word, because it was regaled to the law of quality. Yeah, and that kind of intermixes with everything we're saying before, doesn't it? Mm. Because, I mean, we don't go defecate to a culture... Uh, within yeah. Australian culture, we don't say it's a swear word linked to taboo, because, yeah. of course, it's coming from you, that high... you a dick if you use language like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I defecated. I defecated. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> but, yeah, isn't that interesting, though, to think that that added level is like... So both that low culture, I hate using the word low, but I get what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just within its meaning. Low culture mixed with taboo, mixed with local language, yep. and how then those words emerge and you have yep. particular taboo words. Yeah, cool. All right, fun last conversation. As a culture develops, and we've seen this in the past, the taboos change. Yeah. So what do you think the upcoming taboos are going to be? Um, as we move on because like I would say topics like sex have become more uh, socially readily uh, readily available readily acceptable Um, so that's probably dropping off as like a big major taboo subject whereas like I would think perhaps something like uh, world uh, what do you call it like uh, world climate Um, Mm. I think it's a big taboo subject we have Mm. so maybe we might start developing swear words around that Fascinating, yeah. Um, There's yeah. another suggestion about like the racial, uh, the rich poor gap that we're seeing more and more yeah. um, within Western oh, cultures. You and don't stuff like say, that. okay, for instance, sociologically speaking, sorry, they interrupt, I don't want to. No, you're right, okay. Sociologically speaking, you don't say first word, second word, third word anymore. The language is developed. That's right, yeah, exactly. so that's an yes. example. Another, to, to answer, can I answer your question, or do you have more to say? No, no, go that? for it. Because uh, I did think of some on the spot, I'm sure there's more. Uh, gender. I think, like gender yeah, justice. That would be one, um, I've I've caught myself saying mankind. I've actually had someone go, "You just said mankind, not humankind." I was yeah, like, "Yeah, that's interesting." Yeah, that is true. It's becoming quite offensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some ways, and um, so I think that's fascinating. Yeah, um, which is kind of interesting because we have this whole political correctness thing. But it's yeah. kind of interesting that people, I've never even thought that political correctness is actually birthing our new swear words. Yes, isn't that interesting to think yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, also as well. Um, words um, I actually don't like saying the words because it is quite slurry but I've had conversations with more older people and I'm not implying that if you're older you can't change your views but just by and large some of the more older conservative types that I know older doesn't equal conservative I just want to put that on the record however the particular older people I know who just so happen to be conservative because of ideals that they've kept from the past and remain consistent there will be particular slurring words to do with um, being gay yeah, um, yeah. You know, we know the word, and I don't feel comfortable even saying it, to be honest. Yeah. But, um, uh, so there are those particular words, you know, the F A G G, you know, O T. And that is a word that is growing in propensity to be, well, it's already a slur word. I think it's going to even grow even more as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of social justice like, movements that are going to generate new. Swear words, uh, or tab- sorry, taboo words, which would then emerge as particular like yeah. no-go words. Uh, it'll be interesting on what we do in the future with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think like I, I guess what I've kind of got out of this in that way is that actually to be more aware of that stuff. Mm. And kind of going as we're coming up with these words, which 
uh, are becoming offensive. Like, what is it that we're wanting to talk about mm. that we're not talking about? Yeah. Because, um, like, when we have that thing, we just like, I liked your thing, like, when we talk about mankind and someone's like, well, no, 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 mm. you don't say that because that is sort of the birthing of this being a profanity. Mm. The response to that could be, okay, that's actually really interesting. Why is... Yeah, why let's is, talk about what's, it. The, what's the thing we're not talking about? Yes. Because obviously there's something we should be talking about. Yeah, fascinating, fascinating. Yeah. Rather, than, rather than have too, too much of a defensive posture, do we actually be like... Okay, and, and by the way, I say that, and at the very same time I want to say there are particular words which, like, like the, the words to do with LGBTIQ people, like... I wouldn't even say, but it still brings up that conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't it? Well, just keeping in mind that sometimes we just like to say the word shit. Yeah. <laughs> and and I sometimes think, it's just fun. And, and, I think that's that's, can, uh, and I think that's a very important factor. Yeah, as well. Sometimes so, just saying shit is hilariously yeah, just great. There's this cultural study stuff to talk about, but I think it's also it's actually a good way to... It's a good expressive yeah. thing, um, especially in, in stress or in fear and anger or something mm-hmm. like that. It's a really great way, way to, to express and process that for ourselves. Mm. Uh, even so it's therapeutic. Um, I was about to say, Science Mike on the Liturgist and his podcast, Science Mike, uh, our Science Mike, he actually talks about swear and he does, and I might be wrong, so I need to be fact-checked on this, but I'm pretty sure in one of these episodes he talks about that there is, there is a chemical release that's a positive chemical when you swear. Yeah, it's like this, cool. oh, just yeah, it makes sense. it's yeah, lovely. Yeah, especially yeah. if you're dealing with that deep level of your brain, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yes. So, and yeah. maybe that's a shame removing. Who knows? I think that as well. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, enjoy some healthy swearing. Please do not slur against people. I think that's the big thing we learned here as well. Yeah. Like, um, using it to derogative or to take humanity away yeah. from people. Yeah. We don't do that. Um, use, it in, use words, whether provocative or non-provocative, culturally speaking, whether sentences or individual yeah. words, use it in use life-giving it to, ways, whether it be out of joy... Yeah. Out to of build, fun, to build relationships, relationship, to, to empathise, that you know you're safe with, or to have um, conversation that's have conversation. Boring, to, but also be willing to listen to what the conversation might actually be saying, yeah. um, and what might be actually be going on. Because yeah. you all guys, you listen to us, so you're all deep thinkers. So haha. that's it. Cool. Well, Join we're going to wrap it up there because I think our time's coming up. Yep. Um, I'm going to go with. I want people just to really start sharing our stuff. Yeah. Um, so if you guys are listening, because it like, I'm going to be a bit honest. Our, num- our numbers are kind of down a bit, and. That's okay. Um, but I want to try and we're going to take some new tax on our marketing thing. So if you see our stuff and you like our stuff, please actually be vocal about it. Please actually recommend it. Yeah. Um, please and don't it. just listen to this and not do it. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I know this sounds blunt to the point, but I really want yeah, you guys to do yeah, it. Really, like, like, come on. You, like, <laughs> like come you, on. You, you, you people who are listening to this right now, you are our core. Like, because we've, yes. we've had a consistent number and you guys are our consistent number. Um, and I'm hoping that it's not a consistent number of just downloads going onto people's phones and they're not actually listening to it. I don't know how the system works. But <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> you, you guys are special. We love you. And we want to get the word out there. So yeah. maybe this, yeah, share this episode if you like it. Because it's very not a swearing episode. Let's go with that. That's the one that makes it's fucking popular. awesome. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave uh, it with that. Anyway. Right, see you guys next time. Bye.